And you guys go ahead and grab your seats this morning. Finish up your last conversation with somebody. Go ahead and grab your seats this morning real quick. We want to welcome you to Living Word Fellowship. If you guys have never been, we welcome you. Let's give the the, the visitors a hand clap this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to grab your seats. Go ahead and grab your seats. It's a little bit different this morning. I just want to share with you real quickly, real quickly what's going to go on. Everybody go ahead and grab your, grab your seat real quick. We're going to have a... This is Family Sunday. Say that with me. Family Sunday. And they're like, Pastor, what about every Sunday is supposed to be Family Sunday? What we want to do is we want to make sure that our kids experience a church experience with everybody. Amen. How many of you know the children that are born again, they don't have a junior Holy Spirit. Amen. The same Holy Spirit lives in them that lives in us. All right. So say, uh, turn to the person next to you and say, we're glad you're here. Turn to the other person next to you and say, we're glad you're here. Mike, we're going to show this video real quick. Grab your seat. Check this out. Sometimes I lay under the moon, I thank God I'm breathing, and I pray, don't take me soon, cause I am here for reasons. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down, so when negativity surrounds, I know someday Children will 
one of the things that we continue to have a battle against being kind being honorable being respectful so um, we're going to take just a few minutes this morning and we're going to talk a little bit about random acts of kindness we're going to look in the word of god this morning and see about this kindness and and then after we get done we're gonna we're gonna have you guys join us those of you that are visiting we've prepared a meal today all of everybody's kind of helped chip in and everything and they've brought a dish um and we're going to have some some mexican food so we want to remind you that please don't run off when we get done today we're going to have you go back in the fellowship hall we would love for you to join us today all right no obligations there's no fee to get in there's no you don't have to pay for the meal amen but this is one of the ways for the acts of kindness in that video, one of the one of the acts of kindness was the girl had fallen and the guy had helped her up and and I believe that he began to pray for her as he had fallen as she had fallen. You know, sometimes we realize that we may take a physical fall, but there's a, there is also sometimes where we feel like we've fallen short of God's glory. We've fallen short of God's grace. God's grace, his sufficiency, his goodness, his love is for us no matter what's going on in our lives today. Amen. Um, uh, do I have any readers? Any any readers? Josiah, you want to come and and help me out a minute? I'm gonna. Do I have any readers that that are gonna be here? Josiah, would you come? Give give that to to um that young man right there. <laughs> and do it, Zakai. I'm sorry. Hold your hands up. Hold your hands. Up. If I haven't given you a book in a while, and that and that you would like a book. That you would hear, Josiah, come on up. I'm going to work you today. Go, go right over there, and that the little girl that's sitting right behind um, Tatum, give that to her. You guys, get your hands up. I've got three more that I want to give. This is a Tom McDaniel's is with LifeBridge Church, and that's where we went to went to preach. We were invited to preach. So, who are you going to give it to? I'll let you decide. You go over there and just hand it to somebody over there, right there. Amen. Um, quickly, quickly. There you go. How about one of these people over here? You hand that to somebody real quick over there, the one that you see. And, and, and I've got one love for Maria. <laughs> Maria's over there going, yes, yes. See the lady way back in the corner over there. Let's go give that to her. Let's go. Yeah, you can run. We were like, no, you can't run in church. Well, we are going to this morning. Amen. 
So anyways, let's give the Lord some praise for that. Those are some some books that Tom wanted. Uh, Tom gave to me, and he was like, "Would you? I, I wrote this book. Would you like to have one? And I said, yeah. And he signed one for me, and Shelly was like, don't give that one away. I'm like, yeah, that's right. So if you if you open up the cover of that book and it's got a signature in there or a little address to me, give that back, would you please? <laughs> he gave that to me. So, um, again, we want to we talk a little bit about something this morning. How about, how about the kids? Could I get all of the kids to come and join me and sit right down in the front, if you guys will? And I'm going to sit right here, if you guys will. you got to be here by the count of ten. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, sit right down here on the floor, not on the steps. I want you guys to look at me. Sit right on the floor, and then look at me. You can get some extra. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. We have any 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 uh, 40-year-old kids want to come join them, 50-year-old kids like me? Shelly's like, you know, you, 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 you can have the boy grow up, but sometimes the boy's still the boy. Amen? Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Kyle's going to join me today. So I, um, I just want to I want to take a few minutes and share with you something that God was uh, that God has put on my heart. I want to talk with you guys today. If you were taking some notes, talk about the Good Samaritan, say Good Samaritan. I want to talk a little bit about the Good Samaritan. Mike, if you will put up, will you put up the slide for me? I want to talk about the Good Samaritan. We saw in the video that people um, that people helped people, and it's important for people to be able to help people. And I wanted to just share with you a little bit of scripture real quickly about the Good Samaritan. And as you know, I always have some information that I like to give you as we do this. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions and. Parents and, and grandparents, you guys can also join with us. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 10 and the Good Samaritan. We're going to start at verse 25. Now, in chapter 10, let me give you a little preface real quick in chapter 10 in Luke. Jesus had been working with the disciples, and he sent them out two by two, and he sent 70 out. And they came back, and they were like, wow, uh, all these things are happening. These demons are subject to me because Jesus' name is more powerful than any name on, in the world. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. So Jesus is talking about that. This begins to happen, and Jesus says, man, you need to be really rejoicing that your name is written in heaven and he goes on, and um, how many of you know they were trying to catch Jesus? They were trying to imprison him. They were trying to get him to do something that they would feel like was against the law, which he continued to do because the Old Testament was beginning to be fulfilled and the New Testament was coming. So in Luke chapter 10, there's a lawyer. Do you guys know what a lawyer is? Any of you guys know what a lawyer is? What's a lawyer, Zakai? He fights for people, fights for people's rights, that if you've gotten violated against your actual personal human rights, then a lawyer or an attorney can come in and do that. Um, so I, 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 uh, I, I, heard a, I heard a joke about a lawyer, so let me tell you this joke about a lawyer. There was, a, there was, um, there was an attorney that was, was getting ready to come into heaven, and, and he had passed away, and, and he was a young guy, and and he was like, you know, you're getting ready to come into heaven. He looked at Peter, St. Peter and the pearly gates. And, and Peter looked at him and said, hmm. And the lawyer said, I don't know as if I'm supposed to be here. I'm only 30. And he said, well, according to your billable hours, you're 90. <laughs> Some of the adults will understand that himself. But, you know, it's the lawyer. The lawyers are brilliant. 
Lawyers like to negotiate. Lawyers, I guess, are, are some of the greatest debaters in the world, and that's a gift that they have. So lawyers and attorneys, they, they're wonderful people, and God needs them. Amen? So this lawyer stands up, and he's trying to catch Jesus. Okay, you guys look at me just a moment. He's trying to catch him in saying something and he's going to then try to use it against him. And the lawyer stood up and he said to him, he said this, he said, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what's written in the law? Because the lawyer knew what the law was concerning the Old Testament and the law and the laws that were in the Old Testament. And he answered in him, and he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you heard that scripture before? Raise your hand. Good. Parents, adults, grandparents, you've heard that scripture. Amen. We've heard that. It's quoted out of the Old Testament. So sounds like to me that the, the lawyer knew what was in the Old Testament. And Jesus goes on to him, and he says this. He says, You've answered correctly. And he goes and he says, if you'll do this, you will live. And and, and he goes on, the lawyer says, but wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus this. He said, who is your neighbor? And you're going to help me. Just hold that up. Who is your neighbor? So what did Jesus ask, or the the lawyer asked Jesus? What did he ask him? Everybody. Who's your neighbor? Look to the person next to you and say, who's your neighbor? <laughs> so the lawyer asked Jesus, he said, who's your neighbor? Well, you know, he was trying to catch Jesus. Now, all of a sudden, he's trying to justify himself. And he says, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, the lawyers, just like most lawyers do, you, they, you, they ask a question. And you, then they ask another question, and you answer, and then they ask another question. But Jesus himself was, he was a lot smarter than the lawyer. Or let's just say he, you know, he was God in, in person, and, and he, was, he, he began to look at the lawyer this way. And here's what he said to the lawyer. He replied to the lawyer, and he gives him a story. Now, we had taught about the parables. Anybody remember the parables we had taught about when those began and first started? Some people would say, well, this is a parable. No, I'm going to challenge you to say this isn't a parable. This is about something that truly happened. And Jesus began to share this. He said there was a man going down to Jerusalem, and he fell among the robbers, and they stripped him and beat him. And they went away, leaving him half dead. So we're, what, what's the question, guys, that we're going to try to answer here today? Who, who's your neighbor? Who's your neighbor? Okay? So Jesus is saying, look, there's this guy. And he was going to Jerusalem. And where he was and going to Jerusalem, there was a public road that he was beginning to travel on. And, guys, it would be like from you walking from here maybe to, let's say, Visai. It's 17 miles away where this man was going, and it was very steep. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell you, I can tell you that there was 3,000, the altitude dropped 3,000 feet in 17 miles. How many of you know that was steep? 
we have force and uh, with us and we were we uh we were we were talking with them and and they were telling us about this wonderful vacation that they had gone on and they had gone on to to mini glacier in montana and they were talking about how difficult it was and terry was talking about it was really narrow at times and forrest looked over at her and said put your phone down you know you could fall off and if you fall off this cliff I mean, there's no return if you were to fall off this cliff. And that was a mini glacier, so the road was rocky. There were, it was narrow at times, but how many of you know the road can also be wide at times too, can it? Right? So he began, Jesus began to talk about, you know what? This man traveled down this road, and this man, guess what, boys and girls? He got beat up, didn't he? He got robbed. He was taking his money. Have you ever been hit or punched or hurt? Anybody? You ever been? Yeah. And it hurt, didn't it? Well, this man did the same thing. He got beat up. So he the, he got robbed. They took his money. And while the man was laying there, while he's laying there, hurt, bleeding, bruised, crying. Are you with me? Then there was somebody that came by. And the Bible talks about three people that came by. And the first person came by. I'm going to get my cards right was the priest, was the priest. Would you hold that up with the other hand? Everybody say priest. Okay, the priest, the priest came by. Let me hold that real quick so they can see it. The priest represents a couple things. Number one, it was moral law. We can look between law and grace, and this priest represented a moral law. Did you know that it was the priest's job, it was his duty to be able to perform nice, good acts to people. And here's what the Bible says. By chance, a priest was going down the road, and he saw him, and he passed by on the other side. Do you know what happened? The man was laying there, beat up, hurt, crying, and the priest came by, and the priest didn't help him, did he? Oh, this go, oh, oh. The priest didn't help him. The priest was ordained to be in works of ministry, works of mercy. And according to the law, those of you that are taking notes, in Deuteronomy 22, you can see that law that the priest was supposed to operate by. So who was the first person, everybody? Who's the first person that went by? Did he stop? He just kept going, right? Who was he? He was a priest. Now, the Bible says there's a second one. He says, likewise... A Levite. Everybody say Levite. Adults, Levite. The Levite. This is the second one that came by. Now, you have to understand there's a difference between those that are operating in the priesthood from being a Levite to operating in the priesthood of Aaron. There's two priesthoods in the Old Testament. There's the priesthood of Aaron and the priesthood of the Levites. And there's a difference of that. So here's a Levite. Here he is. He's not operating in the priesthood of Aaron. But this Levite, everybody say Levite. Levite. He was obligated by law. Do you know what the Levite did? The Levite actually helped the priest. Okay? So the priest would do certain things and guess who would hand him communion? Guess who would hand him sacraments? Guess who would hand him the, all the things that he needed? It was the Levite. The Bible says that the Levite also, when he came to the place, saw him 
and he passed by the other side. So, boys and girls, we have a man laying on the ground, right? Is he hurt? Is he been beat up? Is he crying? And a priest goes by him, right? And then who's the next one that goes by him? The Levite. The Levite goes by him. Why didn't they stop? I think they noticed him. That was a good answer. He said they didn't notice him. The Bible says that they walked on the other side. This was a very steep incline. Maybe they were afraid of the other robbers. Maybe they were afraid that the people that beat him up weren't there. Maybe the priest was going to do some ceremony and he wasn't allowed to get his hands dirty. Maybe the Levite was running late and he was supposed to be with the priest. The Bible doesn't really say why that took place, why they did that. But there was a third person. Say the third person. Come on, say a third person. There was a third one that came by. And the Bible says a Samaritan who was on a journey came upon him. And when he saw him, listen to this, he felt compassion. Who was the first person that came by? Who was the second? Levi, who's the third? And he felt compassion on him. This man that was lying hurt, bruised, bleeding, crying. He was a Jewish descent. In other words, he was Jewish. And the Jewish people didn't like Samaritans. Are you with me? They didn't like Samaritans. And there's a long history before that. And it really dates back to six or 700 B.C., even before Christ. Six or 700 years, there were issues with the Samaritans. And they were considered Gentiles also. And there was, there was issues. So they didn't get along. Have you ever had somebody, boys and girls, that didn't, you didn't get along with? Yeah. Well, maybe because they're different than you are. Maybe they have a different background. Maybe they come from a different place. Maybe they don't know you or maybe they've been mean to you or whatever. Well, the Samaritan was different. And the Bible says he felt compassion. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he did. The Samaritan who was on the journey came upon him and he saw him and he felt compassion. And he came to him and he bandaged his wounds. Who's beginning to help him? Everybody. Samaritan. Now all of a sudden we see the Samaritan beginning to help him. And he bandages his wounds. He pours oil on them and he pours wine on them because it was used for healing. And he put him on his own donkey. Everybody remember Shrek? He has a donkey. He's got a donkey. Remember the donking donkey? So he has this donkey and he puts him on the donkey and he takes him to... The Bible says it's an inn, but it's like to a hotel. Oh, it might have been a modern-day hospital. Some, uh, some philosophers think that that might have been the case. But he talks about him putting on his donkey, and he takes care of him. He goes, listen, to the hotel with the man. He's wrapped him up. He's bandaged him. He's, he's done some good things with him. He wants to take care of him. He even stayed the night with him. Because the Bible says in the very next morning when he got up, the next day, he took out two denarii, which is two days' pay, and he, and he gave it to the caretaker of the inn. And he left the man there. And he said, look, when I come back through here, if this isn't enough money, then I will pay you even more. 
So who was it that helped the guy? Do you think we're supposed to help people? If somebody's been hurt, beat up, bruised, bloody, crying, should we just leave them alone and just say, that's not my problem, I don't have time? Do you think we should say, oh, it'll be okay, somebody else will do it? Do we, should we say that to them? Do you think we should be like the Samaritan? So there's three people in the story, right? Who's the first person? The priest. Actually, some people will be, get technical and say there's four people in the story. One was the guy that got beat up, and he was laying on the ground. There was three people that had the opportunity to help this one man. The first one was, you're right, was the priest. Who was the second one? The Levite, okay? And who's the third one? The Samaritan. The Samaritan came. The Samaritan. The Samaritan who... If he, he, I think he might have known it was a Jew, but he thought it doesn't matter what color he is, what race he is, where he comes from, where he's been, what he's involved in. Are you guys with me? That he, that he was hurt and he was in need and he needed to help. The Bible goes on and it says the next day he took out those two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper and he said, take care of him. And whatever you spend, when I return, I will repay you. Isn't that, I think that is what we call that integrity. To where if you promise to pay somebody, that you pay them. If you promise to do something for them, you do them. And he said, I will repay you. Now. Here's the question that Jesus asked, and I want to ask you this question. What's this question? Who would say who the neighbor is in this story? Is it the priest? Is it the Levite? Is it the Samaritan? Why? That was very good. Everybody, because he helped him. Everybody. Because he helped him. Because he helped him. Jesus was talking to the attorney. And he said, one of those one that shows mercy toward him is the neighbor. Jesus told the attorney this. He said, go and do the same. Tell that to a person next to you. Go and do the same. Go ahead, tell it to the person next to you. Go and do the same. So the question that I have to ask you is, do you think you can be a neighbor to someone else? Do you think God wants you to be a neighbor to someone else? What would it take for you to be a neighbor? And I'm not talking about just somebody who lives next door to you. Or is next door to you in school? What would it take for you to become like we call the story. The story is called the Good Samaritan. Because he had compassion and he cared and he made a difference in somebody else's life. Do you know that God wants you to make a difference in somebody else's life? Do you think you're too young to do that? Do you think you're too old to do that? Do you think it's supposed to be Pastor Eric's job? Pastor Shelley's, Pastor Sean's, Pastor Jessica, Pastor Jason's. Do you think it's supposed to be just be your mom and daddy's job? No. What about your grandparents? Just their job? Whose job is it supposed to be? All of ours. Amen. 
Let's give the Lord some praise for that. When you guys give the Lord some praise. Okay. Go ahead and let's, I'm going to have you guys be dismissed. You guys go and sit back with your parents and tell them, say, I'm going to be a good neighbor. I'm going to be a good neighbor. Mike, I want to show, I want to show that the next video. Hey kids, check this video out because we saw the younger teenagers being a good neighbor. Let's check this video out with just the kids being a good neighbor. Sometimes I lay under the moon and thank God I'm breathing. And I pray, don't take me soon, cause I am here for a reason. Sometimes in my tears I drown, but I never let it get me down. So when negativity surrounds, I know someday
us consider some things in our lives, maybe even differently. You know, the, the truth is that our lives matter when we make a difference for someone else. It gives purpose to our lives. It gives purpose to why we do what we do. And I've had somebody ask me, Pastor, why do you work and do you earn money and do you give into ministries? And why do you pastor a church? And why do you put up with people that act this way or do this way or they don't ever follow anything you say or they don't ever do what you teach them to do? Or do you really believe in the Word of God? Does the Bible really matter to you? Do, do you try to practice the Word of God? And are we just practicing it to be practicing it or are we doing something to make a difference in the lives of others? And I can answer that and say, yes, I want to do that. I want my life to matter for something. I want my life to make a difference for something. I want my life to have purpose. I want my life to have destiny. I want my life to have an impact on somebody else. I want Living Word Fellowship's lives to have an impact on somebody else. I don't want to be the priest. I don't want to be the Levite. I want to be the good Samaritan. Can I get an amen for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And a lot of times we don't really realize what's going on. What's going on behind the other walls that are behind us about the children's lives and how they matter and how we've got we've got people sewing into their lives. And maybe you're here today and and you're like, you know what? I want to do something. Can you teach children? Can you get involved? And a lot of times we just say, you know, uh, that's for Pastor Eric to do, Shelly, somebody else. But I want to encourage you today. I want to challenge you today that, that we can make a difference in other people's lives. We can do what I call random acts of service. We've heard somebody say it was called rake, R-A-K-E, random acts of, of care everywhere. And they spelled care, K-A-R-E. R-A-C-K-E. I don't know how that works. But they out there know that we in here belong to him up there by how much we love. How much we can make a difference in somebody else's life. How things begin to matter. And today... I'm at a point where I want to take up an offering. But I want you to give not out of obligation. I want you to give because God has done something special in your life. And to me, when I gave my life to Christ and he saved me, when he shed his blood for me, that was the most important thing. And some of you, most of you know that we're not, we don't give out of compulsion in other words, we're not making you give. I'm not going to tell you a bunch of sad stories and try to move you emotionally. It has to come from your heart to say, you know what? I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want to make a difference. With families helping families, that's going to be shifting and changing. There's a building that we're going to be moving into. We're actually going to change the name from families helping families to the Hope Center. That was birthed here. This will always be. We will always be in the DNA of families helping families. 
People come in here every single day. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, when the doors are open because they need assistance or they need benevolence or they need prayer or they need something else or they just need somebody to give them some hope. We have people that meet with those. They they work in the coffee shop. If you're available any of those times from 10 to 3, Monday through Thursday, and you have an hour or two hours that you can come, please come and volunteer and help meet some the needs of some of those people. We're not asking you to pay for it. We've got organizations and other churches and minister alliance in this church here that we help other people. When the tornado came and it hit and it did such destruction in our city, you guys as a body and Living Word Fellowship rose up. We gave away over $800,000 worth of just donatable food items. There was another $300,000 of items that were given away, whether it was clothing, diapers, you name it. We did it. We gave it away, time, effort, and all those things. And I'm not saying this because I'm saying, Pat, you're, you're, you're our, you know, Pat, our back. I'm saying this because you don't know. You, a lot of things happen during the day that you don't know. A lot of things happen during the week that you don't know. But you, we want to be part of that. Amen? I want to be part of that. And when you guys got give and when you guys tithe, then that is what makes the difference. The kingdom of God, kingdom economics. Listen, kingdom economics is not coming from the government of the United States. Kingdom economics, and faith is in that economics, but also it is seed time and harvest. That is not coming just because the church says give. It's coming through God laying it on people's hearts to say, I want to make a difference in my community. I want to make a difference in this church. I want to make a difference with the people that the needs have been met. I want to be able to provide something for somebody else. And right now, I only may be able to provide money. Kingdom economics is not going to come from the government. It's not going to come from this city. It's not going to come from the city fathers. It's really not even going to come from this church. It's going to come from who God says, this is it, and, and touches your heart, and you say, there's something greater than me. And we've got some tremendous needs, and I've been praying and standing up with the Lord, and I've been saying, God, there are people that are having difficult times in this economy, and they need some help. How can we begin to help them? I don't know, but there may be some radical things on the horizon, but I'm here to tell you, it's the kingdom of God that's going to advance. It's the kingdom of God that's going to move through it. It's the kingdom of God. It's not just a church. It's the church, the church of Christ, Jesus rising up. And us beginning to meet the needs in the community and those coming and saying, I need what you got. And then we'll be able to have compassion like the Good Samaritan did. And we'll be able to make a difference. Not Come on, give the Lord some praise. He is worthy. He is worthy. It's about making that difference. So today, real quickly, what I want to do real quickly I don't know why we say real quickly. How's quick to you? What is that? 10 minutes, 15 minutes, Pastor? What is that? 30 minutes with moving some people around. I want to encourage you guys today that God's got a way. We started teaching on Wednesday night. It is your plan or God's plan. And God's got a way. And you guys may have some difficulty ahead, but God's got a way through it. We're going to pray that God gives you wisdom through it. Well, what I'm asking you to do is those that you want to give, you give. 
okay? If you're from another church, your tithe belongs to that church. That's where you should give your tithe. That's what needs to go. Offerings, if you guys want to give, you're welcome to give. And what I want to be able to do is I want to pray and pray for you. So, gosh, let's do this. How about everybody gives today something? If you don't, if you're here today and you do not have something to give, just raise your hand. I'm going to have Justin just play for a minute or two a song. Maybe, and you just raise your hand. If you'll raise your hand, somebody's going to come and put something in it. Somebody's going to come put something in it. How about that? Isn't that pretty cool? And you're like, well, good. They just gave me a dollar. Well, don't put it in your pocket because it's for you to give to the Lord today. Let, let, just, just raise your hand. If you've come here today, maybe you don't have any money. You don't even you have anything at all. And it's okay because we want you to be involved with what's, what God's doing this morning. And we're talking about helping others. We're talking about meeting the needs of others. Just raise your hand. And if you guys are around that person that has a hand raised, would you just put something in their hand? Every, every boy, every girl, we need to teach our children how to give. And this is part of teaching and training. It says to teach and train a child in a way that they should go, that when they get older, they won't depart from it. Raise anybody else have, don't, don't have something to give today. Hey, I need something. Awesome. Everybody got something to give? All the kids got a coin, a dollar, something, anything that it might be. Every adult, everybody got something they want to give. I just want you guys to hold it up. Just hold it up, please, today. God's doing something today. Everybody got something. You got something to give? You got something to give? Everybody's got something. Just hold it up. Hold it up to the Lord this morning. Hold it up to the Lord this morning. This is seed. Say, this is my seed. I give it willingly. God, you multiply it. Bring provision for the vision. Bring healing where there's hurting. Bring hope where there's despair. I give this to you today in Jesus' name. Okay, hold on just a moment. I want to take a minute. I want to pray with you because I'm going to have you come and give. And then we're going to go ahead and dismiss and go back to the fellowship hall. They are, they've are they got things ready for you this morning. We're going to, we're going to, I got to, is everybody happy, happy? You know, God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Oh, come on. Turn to your neighbor and smile. Say, God loves a cheerful giver. Okay. I got my happy song to play. We're going to play my happy song. We're going to play my happy song. Amen. Amen. Happy, happy song. Well, you, you already gave. Well, you, you give that too, because I want you involved in this too also. Because I'm telling you, God's going to break some stuff off of our lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, I'm going to pray for the food, and then as soon as you give, what we do here in Living Word Fellowship, we just come forward, and we give freely right in these baskets. You just put it in there, and you believe God. Listen, believe God! Believe God for something here. Believe God. There's something's going to happen. Something's going to shift. If you need a God job, believe God for a job. If you need provision, believe God for provision. If you need whatever you need, it's in God. And let's believe God for that. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet today as we give this morning. Let's thank the Lord very much for the food. Father, we just, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the food that you've provided and the hands that have prepared it for us. God, we just thank you that we're sowing this seed today, and we are grateful and we are thankful to be able to have the opportunity to give.
And God, we're asking for you to multiply this. We know according to your word, it says when you give seed to the sower and we sow it and we're sowing it on good soil, that it's going to produce a harvest 30, 60, and 100 fold. I declare a 30, 60, 100 fold harvest over your life in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty clap of praise and come and give. And then go get something to eat. God bless you.